Hello and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and this week, it's all about eggs. I'm so excited to talk about eggs. I love eggs. I love breakfast. But before we get into that, how is everyone's Thanksgiving? I caught a cold. (laughs) It wasn't until we got back from New Hampshire. It was like the Sunday evening going into Monday, and I had this like, ugh. I think it's just going around um, because Keon's nephews uh, had a cold, and so did Keon for that matter. But So I could have got it from any one of them, really. But it was just a head cold. I had like a, oh gosh, I had like a raging sinus headache on Monday. Yeah, Monday. Um, It's been, I I was going to say it's been terrible, but it hasn't been. It's just like, I don't feel as run down as I should. I'm still able to like, I didn't call off work. I just kind of like trudged through as, as one does. But, you know, it's back to the old grind. We're back in Pittsburgh um, it's nice to be home and I've missed Lucy so much. I don't know if she cared that we were back. She was like, all right, let's go home. Uh, <laughs> cause I feel like we've been traveling so much. We got her in September and then like a month later we went to Hawaii and Vegas for 10 days and then we came back for three weeks and then we went to New Hampshire for a week. So I'm very much looking forward to, you know, just settling down for the winter and having some snuggles. So... That's all I got for you. It's been, you know, back to the old grind, as I said. There's nothing really new to report. So let's get into this episode. This is Back to Basics, Season 3, Episode 6, and this is called High Wire Egg Dishes. So Ina begins. I'm the Barefoot Contessa, and this is Back to Basics on High Wire Egg Dishes. And then she tosses an egg in the air and catches it. Just have to say that. For me, an omelet is totally terrifying, so it's time to face that fear, and I've called in a local chef, chef, (laughs) I was going to say Terry after it, I've called in a local chef, Terry Hardwood, for some, who owns one of the best restaurants around to show me how to make an omelet, Fin Air, Fin Arab, oh gosh, this is not going well, then I'm making my spinach and cheddar souffle, and it's totally foolproof. I've got, it's got the wow factor without the worry. And if you think Hollandaise is a disaster waiting to happen, think again. A few simple steps and it comes out perfect every time. And it's delicious drizzled over simple roasted asparagus. (laughs) This is the worst intro I've ever done. Then it's Ask Ina on all things having to do with eggs. Woo! Oh my goodness. Um... I don't know why that was so hard to read, but, you know, we had fun. Uh, I love eggs, as I was saying before. Um, I love making breakfast. I I think I've mentioned this on the pod before that, like, my specialty is, like, an egg burrito. I love an egg burrito. And normally it's kind of whatever we have in the refrigerator, you know, if we have some onions or peppers or spinach or whatever it happens to be, um, with some, you know, with some cheese and a tortilla, like a what is it, like a a roasted red pepper tortilla from Aldi. Although, I will say this, to all the Aldi shoppers out there, I feel like Aldi has switched up their tortillas, or wraps, whatever we'd like to call them. I feel that they they still have them, but they're different now. Has anyone else noticed? I feel like, I can't remember the name of the brand, but it's really been bugging me 
I haven't been shopping at all. I haven't been. I can't remember the last time we were at Aldi because we came back from Thanksgiving and we had we've just been eating like leftovers all week. Keon's mom packed us like, oh, my gosh, so much food. It's all like Lebanese food, which is amazing. It's like grape leaves and kibbe. It's like kibbe is like how you pronounce it. But um, kibbe is basically like I call it like Lebanese uh, like meatloaf. That's the closest thing to like an American dish that I can describe. It's so good. Um, and she also made us these uh, spinach pies as well, too. Ugh, they're so good. And then my mom, uh, we met up with her like over the weekend when we came back and she gave us like Thanksgiving food. So it's been a leftovers week. This is all to say I'm probably going to go to Aldi sometime soon and I will <laughs> I will report back on the uh, tortilla gate. Uh, I know that everyone is <laughs> is waiting by their uh, their podcast apps for an update anyway. Um, but yeah, eggs, love it. I love an omelet. Um, I like making omelets. They don't necessarily scare me too much. Although like this French, like classical French version of the omelet, I think I would need some practice, but I, I feel pretty good in my, uh, egg skills, you know? Um, I have not, I, I say that, but I've not really ever done a, oh, what is it called? A poached egg successfully ever. Um, and I get, I feel like I've tried it like three or four times and I know there's like tricks and like the vinegar and like you swirl the water. I don't know. I just never got there. So, you know, there's time. Um, but yeah, I love a deviled egg. Oh my God. I love a deviled egg. I used to hate egg yolks. Uh, like I would eat scrambled eggs and I would eat like in Pittsburgh, we call them dippy eggs, um, which is basically like an over easy egg that you dip your, dip your toast in, you know? Um, does anyone else call them dippy eggs? Is that something that's very specific to Pittsburgh? I feel like it is. Let me know if it's not. Um, but I remember like just eating a hard boiled egg. I would only eat the white part and I used to pass on deviled eggs. And now I, oh my God, I, I could eat like, I could eat a whole dozen of deviled eggs. It's bad. Um, so anyway, those are my thoughts on eggs. I'm sure there'll be more throughout the episode. Uh, so let's get into this. What do we have first? Oh, it's the French omelet. So Ina starts out by saying, I have a confession. I've never actually made an omelet. And I was like, what? Uh, but she continues to say, I've made them in the oven. I've made frittatas, but I've never made a classical French omelet. I'm like, okay, maybe you should have should have led with that, Ina. Because the, the idea of Ina Garten never making uh, an omelet is bonkers to me but you know now we know and then she's like I love Julia Child but have you ever read the section of her cookbook on omelets it's like 12 pages long I don't have that kind of attention span <laughs> so then she introduces Terry Hardwood from the Vine Street Cafe in or on I guess Shelter Island uh which I'm assuming is somewhere in East Hampton um yeah, either way. Uh, and the only way to get there is by boat or by ferry. It sounds very it sounds very rich, you know? Um, we get some B-roll of the restaurant. Everything looks very delicious. It looks very cozy and quaint and rich. <laughs> so we cut to Ina and Terry in front of their burners. Um, I don't know. I was going to like, like, who would play Terry in a movie? I don't know. He just seems like he seems like a nice guy. Um, he has glasses. He seems like stocky, like a stocky build. I don't know. I'm, I'm coming up short here. He's not a Danny DeVito. Um, ugh, maybe it'll come to me by the end of the episode. Either way. 
Um, so Ina asks Terry, she's like, okay, what's first? And Terry's like, well, it's an omelet, so let's start with the eggs. And he doesn't say it like too snotty, but it was it, it like, I don't know. Ina was like so excited. He's like, well, eggs, dummy, uh, was sort of the subtext there. Uh, so they crack their eggs. They're only doing two a two egg omelet. I like a three egg omelet. Have I done two egg omelets? Of course. But um, if you have a big enough skillet, I love a three a three egg. Uh, Terry gets eggshell in his bowl. Yikes. Um, but now it's time for some herbs. Um, so we have parsley. Oh, gosh, I forget how to pronounce it now. Is it Cherville? Cherville. We're going to go with that. It's C-H-E-R-V-I-L. And I'll talk about it in a second because I was like, what the hell is Cherville? <laughs> um, watch it be like Cheville. Um, and then we have tarragon and chives. Those are the four herbs that are going in. They chop up the parsley first, a light chiffonade. And um, so Cherville kind of tastes like tarragon. That's the best way that they described it. They didn't go into too much detail. Um, anyway, they give that a nice julienne. And then they cut the chives. Uh, and last but not least is the tarragon. They only use a few leaves of tarragon since it's so strong. And um, once the herbs are chopped up, they kind of just like mix them around with their hands on the board. And um, now they add the herbs, about a tablespoon of herbs to the egg mixture. Um, and then they add salt and pepper and a good splash of whole milk, two ounces to be exact. Uh, which is around two or two ounces, two tablespoons. That seems about right. Yeah, because Ina asks about it, and Terry's like, "Well, I'm a chef, so I don't measure." And Ina was like, "I measure everything." And that's so apropos this week because last week we talked all about Bobby and Ina going head to head about measuring and not measuring and razzing each other the whole episode. So we're continuing the theme this week. Um, they give their eggs a whisk, or just like you know a final whisk before they go into it. Um, and Terry says, we want full incorporation and a few bubbles in your egg mixture, which is kind of a hot tip there. I, I like that. It's like sometimes I never, I guess there is obviously such a thing as overbeating the eggs, but I like to, I like the idea of watching out for a few bubbles, but not too many. So now it's time to cook. Uh, they put a few tablespoons of olive oil into the skillets. I thought they would have used butter. I love butter and eggs. Oh, so good. Um, so the eggs are to be poured right in the middle of the skillet to push the oil to the outside so it doesn't stick, which is, uh, again, another great tip. So once it's on the heat, they start of they do that thing where they like shimmy it around a little bit. I'm doing it with my hand right now as, as if you can see me. Um, but you know, they kind of, it's like, he says like, pretend you're going to scramble it, but don't, it's just kind of getting the eggs, you know, so they don't stick. I don't know. I'm making it up as I go. Um, so Terry flips his omelet first and it's pretty perfect. Um, but there was a little bit of egg that sloshed around It almost got on him, but it didn't. Uh, so <laughs> Ina's omelet needed another minute, uh, but it was a minute too long because once she flips it, we find that hers is brown, not the whole thing. It's like this perfect, like circle of like, it's like a golden brown. And I've done that before. Like if I'm not paying attention, um, but I don't think my, I've never made an omelet this brown. I felt really bad for Ina. And Terry is like, well, the flip was perfect. Uh, you know, trying to start out with the positives here. So thanks, Terry. And uh, he also says, oh, you got a little color on there. Hey, some people like that. 
<laughs> and Ina was, uh, they don't talk about her anymore. I thought Ina was going to like be like her self-deprecating self and be like, well, mine looks like a dog's breakfast. Hmm. But she didn't. So they move on to chop up some roasted red peppers and um, the goat cheese. So they sprinkle some goat cheese in the middle of their omelets first, and then they put the roasted red peppers on top of that. And it looks so good. I love goat cheese. Um, and I love roasted red peppers. So this is this is something I would totally eat. Uh, and Terry tells Ina that they're going to do a trifold. Um, and again, Ina is not 100% successful. But once she plates it, it looks good. But when they're like zooming in on it, it's like she didn't quite get there. It's not Ina's best moment. But, you know, it's her first time making a French omelet. So I feel I feel like we should give her a pass, you know. Um so once that once it's on the plate, Ina picks up some uh some herbs and she's like, I think we should sprinkle some herbs on top of it, don't you think? And Terry's like, Yeah. Like he I don't think he was that into it, but uh, you know, it's Ina. You gotta let her do what she wants. So they take a bite, they cheers their spoons together, and Ina says, This is the best omelet I've ever had. And Terry is like I think Terry's like he's like, Are you serious? He's like, you aren't just saying that, are you? And it's not just, it's not, it, it seems like he's really wanting that approval, I guess. Um, as opposed to like, oh, I'm sure you say that about all the omelets. He's like, are you serious? Is this really the best omelet you've ever had? <laughs> it's just, it just made me laugh. I don't know why. So that's the omelet section. So brava to, to Ina and Terry and goodbye, Terry. Huh. So next up is Ina's foolproof spinach and cheddar souffle. This looks awesome. So first up is a white sauce, uh, which is a cup of milk, some melted butter, and three tablespoons of flour. Um, and when the milk is scalded, but not boiled, she pours it into the butter and flour mixture. And then she adds some spices, which are nutmeg, a pinch of cayenne pepper, some salt and pepper. Pretty easy stuff. Uh, once that's all added, she turns off the heat and gives it a big stir. And next up are four extra large egg yolks, which she whisks into them after, you know, off the heat. And now it's time for the cheese and spinach, uh, the best parts, in my opinion. Uh, so she adds some, she has some like beautiful cheddar cheese that she grates. And in addition to the cheddar cheese, she has a quarter cup of Parmesan cheese and then she has one package of frozen spinach, which she defrosted and squeezed all of the water out and adds that in as well. She puts it all into a bowl. And then she, in the standing mixer, she, uh, she whisks up five egg whites. Uh, she adds a little bit of the egg. Oh, no, no. She adds um, some cream of tartar to the egg whites first, which stabilizes the egg whites and helps them reach their full volume, which I kind of knew. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't have known what it does, but I would have I, I do remember, you know, I, I haven't whisked a lot of egg whites in my days, but I, I I do know that that's often something you put into them to kind of, you know, beef it up. Um, so once that is done whisking, she she whisks in a quarter of the egg whites. She doesn't like fold it in, uh, but then she folds the rest of the egg whites in properly. Uh, and that's pretty much it. I mean, she shows us in my, in my notes. I have next Ina shows us the second tip to a perfect souffle, but I have no idea what the first tip was. She didn't introduce it 
either that or I missed it. Either way, this is <laughs> this is the second tip, um, which is to take a six to eight cup souffle dish, uh, butter the sides, and then sprinkle it with grated Parmesan cheese. Yes. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. She says it helps it rise more. And I'm like, all right. I mean, I believe you. I've never made a souffle in my life. Um, so she pours the souffle batter into the souffle dish and does this like little swirl on top, which helps it. She says it helps it rise. Uh, I, I feel like it's almost like when you score a loaf of bread or like sourdough or something, it just kind of does its thing. Uh, so she throws that into the oven. We, do, we get a little time lapse of here. We watch it rise beautifully and it's finally done. Ina decides to take a bite immediately which always makes me nervous. I'm always afraid she's going to burn her mouth. The spoon she use, uses is like a, it's like a serving spoon. It is, it's gigantic. I don't know what, who gave her that spoon, but she holds it like to the side, like not a right, you know how like kids hold spoons. They're just like, um, that's how she's holding the spoon. It made me laugh. And uh, she takes a big bite of the souffle and she's like, that's so good. <laughs> and uh that's the souffle foolproof i would try that i think the the thing that i don't have is that six to eight cup souffle dish so you know maybe santa will bring it uh to me and we'll have souffles on christmas morning okay what's next okay now it's time for for the foolproof hollandaise sauce a lot of foolproof stuff in this episode um i live for hollandaise sauce i again another thing that i my parents would always get eggs benedict when i was younger and i'm like ew that looks so gross and now i get it what's not to love oh my phone just dropped it's fine um it's just so good i love an eggs benedict that's one of my go-to's um i feel like that, that this recipe is dangerous because I would just drink the whole pitcher. Anyway, let's get into this. Okay, so the first thing she does is she melts one and a half sticks of butter into a saucepan. And the rest is done in a blender. So she has four room temp egg yolks. I use extra large, <laughs> extra large, extra large eggs. Uh, then she has some lemon juice, a pinch of cayenne pepper, salt, uh, and then salt and pepper. And then she blends that up and takes the little circle out of the top of the blender and pours the butter the melted butter through very slowly to emulsify it and this always makes me nervous I hate when she does this I wish she could just I get that you don't want to wash an extra cup but like get that Pyrex out and pour it in make it easier for yourself I just feel like I would get it everywhere and sometimes she does too um it looks so good though it's like perfect the perfect consistency and uh, she brings out, to finish up this dish, she brings out some asparagus fresh out of the oven. And she puts them onto a big white platter and then pours over the delicious hollandaise sauce. Yum. And Ina says, how not scary is that? Uh, and it's not. It really isn't. It's pretty foolproof, as they say. Um, I feel like this would be great. Like a great. I could eat this like for dinner. I know it's like a side dish, but... Ugh, hollandaise sauce is just the best. So what do we have here? Now it's time for Ask Ina. Can't wait. It's been a while since I've done an Ask Ina. I don't I can't really remember the last episode that I've covered. But anyway, the first uh first up is an email from Lori McConnell. 
as she asks, is there a difference between brown eggs and white eggs? Is one healthier than the other? Uh, a fair question. And, and I was like, you know what? It's really not. She's like, uh, basically she's saying like she made the analogy of like chocolate milk doesn't come from like brown cows you know what I mean it's it's like to me it's almost like a white bread versus wheat bread but there is something that feels healthier about a brown egg what is that I don't know but uh Ina says there's no difference no difference Lori so next up is Sandra Condon from Iowa and she wants to know how long you should put your eggs on the counter when a recipe asks for room temp eggs, which I think is a, a great question. Ina says, people ask me this all the time. And Ina recommends three or four hours at least. And sometimes she even leaves them overnight, which is crazy. But if you think about it, you know, the egg is, it's protected. It's it's going to be fine. It's not going, I was going to say it's not going anywhere, but it could roll off the counter. Um so yeah, three or four hours, sometimes even overnight. So now we have an email from Beth Donnelly, and the subject line is popovers. And I was like, ooh, popovers are hard. So apparently Beth has tried to make them three times, and they just don't rise like Ina's. And Beth answers her question in the email. She's like, I know it calls for room, what, it, what was it? Oh, um, the room temp eggs and room temp milk she's like but sometimes I feel like the milk is a little bit cold does that make a difference and I was like actually Beth it does and then she says of course you know make sure everything is room temp and to also preheat the pans which is uh I feel like that's a step you could easily miss and also no peeking while they're in the oven. I'm like notorious for that. I love to like peek in there, but it it does affect like the temperature of the oven, which makes so much sense. You're letting all of that hot air out. So it's not going to cook as evenly, especially with something so finicky as popovers. So uh, Beth, hope that helps. Finally, we have Tom from Beaver Creek, Ohio, who also has his dog in the video, which is really cute. It's a golden retriever. Um, and he has trouble peeling uh, hard-boiled eggs. So Ina has a full... Pr of course, everyone has this, and I feel like I've mentioned it so many times on this podcast. Like I feel like it's been in other episodes, but just in case we all need a reminder, which I know I do, the key to a perfect hard-boiled egg is to put the eggs in a pan or, you know, yeah, a saucepan, and cover them with cold water. I don't think I've ever covered them with cold water. I just like... You know, I just run the tap. I never really paid attention to the temperature. Because every time I do this, it never works out. So I'm trying to also figure out what I'm doing wrong. So after you cover them with cold water, you bring the eggs to a boil, turn off the heat, and allow the eggs to sit for five minutes, and then take the eggs out of the water. There's no ice here. I feel like later on, like down the line, ice comes into play. Like everyone's all about the ice. You got to shock them. Um, but not in this episode. You take the eggs out of the water and let um, let them cool for two minutes. I feel like they would need longer than two minutes. But, you know, we're not questioning things today. Uh, once cooled, smash the egg onto the board. Not smash it, but, you know, give it a good tap and roll them out. And the, she shows us how to do it. There's, like, you know, video. And the shell just, like, falls off perfectly. There is nothing more frustrating than an egg that won't peel. Oh, my gosh. It, it takes me, like, from zero to 60. I don't know why. It's just, like... <laughs> I said this on the podcast before. Sometimes I 
I, I would get so frustrated that I would just like take the egg and just like squeeze it and like smash it through my fingers and like <laughs> like throw it across the kitchen. I hate that. So maybe I'll try this. Maybe I'll do it right after I'm recording and uh, and let you know. But uh, that's that. That's the end of Ask Ina. Ina wraps up the episode by saying, well, I hope I've demystified some egg dishes that used to be scary and answered some questions about eggs that you never knew. Have fun. I don't know why Ina says have fun so much. I feel like it's just like a go-to, like, have fun and enjoy or something. She needs a little, she needs something else besides have fun. But, you know, not a great ending, but a great episode. I love eggs. I love Ina. And I love all you. So thanks again. Uh, Let's wrap this up. I think, uh, I feel like I'm going to go make an omelet. uh, Or at least try those hard-boiled eggs. I don't know. But thank you again for listening, everyone. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can follow it on Instagram at GoodwillPod. GoodwillPod. What is wrong with me? <laughs> Good Vanilla Pod. I don't know why Goodwill came to my mind. Ugh. There should be a Goodwill podcast, though. Somebody create that. You can also send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Also, I made a group for The Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. Just search The Good Vanilla. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review. Or just tell another Barefoot Contessa fanatic. That also works, too. And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Instagram at Nick Kuchanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.